is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Diablo sandwich and a Dr. Pepper. Um, <laughs> I love when Taylor fills in as you do as well, Marcus, for the uh, for the last hour of the Howie Car Show. I love Howie too, but but uh, something about the hometown boy, right? Uh, Taylor's a good man. He's a good man. It's what makes Friday so great, <laughs> right? Yeah, it really does. Uh, Diablo sandwich and a Dr. Pepper. Thank you, kind lady. So uh, that's from Smokey and the Bandit, the greatest movie of all time. So. Um, we're living with our own version of Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> we have a ringside or oceanside seat, uh, almost as good as President Obama's, to the biggest story in the country, Marcus. Um, don't let anyone else tell you this isn't the biggest story in the country. This is the biggest story in the country. And it's happening just a few miles off our coast. Just right within our listening audience. Yes. Right? Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, we have, we, ha- we have a strong listenership in Martha's Vineyard. If I, I could speak it. Venezuelan, I, I would right now. <laughs> I should have paid more attention. You mean, you mean Spanish? <laughs> I should have paid more Spanish. attention. My mother used to fly to Venezuela every week, um, but uh, that was pre-me. So um, I could speak Spanish when I was little, actually. Russian as well. Uh, German. Mostly understood German, because my father would yell at me in German. Oh. Marcus, I want you to understand that. When you're a little kid and your dad's yelling at you in German, the only place you hear German before that... Is yeah. in World War II documents. I was going to say, it sounds abject terror. Well, <laughs> so just you, the, you take it seriously. Just the, just the sort of harshness of the German language itself <laughs> right. would be enough to be terrifying. When yeah. he's counting in German, and you don't know what's coming at the end of that list. <laughs> anyway, so folks, welcome to uh, South Coast Tonight. Marks and I here will be here till 10 o'clock. We, we, um, we're having an open discussion format tonight, yes. and, and so we want you guys to call in if you can or message us on the app chat, 508-996-0500. Obviously, we're leading with the story, like you said, the biggest story. It's the biggest story in the country. The biggest story in the country right now, and that is uh, Governor Ron DeSantis and presidential hopeful. Emphasis on the last part, presidential hopeful. Uh, Ron DeSantis uh, transported uh, 50 migrants, uh, mostly from Venezuela, if not all from Venezuela, on two planes. Actually hired a videographer, too, so he could uh, videotape it for uh, Ron's uh, next um, campaign ad. And, and Marcus, we broke the news here. Friday we did. night, right? And so you and I reacted to it on Friday night with, with no information, as we like to do. Um, yes. Really, you know, very limited information. But uh, we got the news from, of course, Timmy Dunn from WBZ Radio. Um, used to be here. Good matter, boys, a kid. Because um, he's over there. That's where he covers it. So um, we've had some time to think about it. Right. Yeah. We've had some time to get more information. And, and I was on yesterday by myself, so everybody got the, the full correct opinion on it. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I am still. So, first of all, I am stunned by it. I really am. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, just because it was um, it was it was something like he made a joke about like, haha, this is so funny. 
uh, why don't I just send them to Martha's Vineyard? Right. Uh, not Nantucket, because he had a $5,000 ahead fundraiser there, so he can't send them there. That is truly but, the but, Republican island. Yeah, and Ted Cruz, weirdly enough, said Nantucket, but no, he's not going to send them to Nantucket, because Ron, Ron DeSantis is a wealthy coastal elite, but... He's, uh, but in any just fu- below the Mason Dixon. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, yeah, and he likes to fundraise with the wealthy coastal elites just on the island a few miles east of Martha's Vineyard. So he sent the, um, so he sent the, he made a joke. Oh, why don't I send him to Martha's Vineyard? He likes his Venezuelan carrying hors d'oeuvres <laughs> <laughs> on the next island over. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. And so, um, so he sent the two plane loads. He hired a videographer. You know, the the Florida legislator earmarked uh, $12 million. I do. I saw, I saw that budget um, uh, piece. It was out. And it's it's like, it's not even like, they, they openly, like, they're proud of it. They spelled it out. Yeah, they spelled it out. They said, we earmarked. And it was at the request of, of DeSantis. It was a bipartisan budget. Um, By, so there are Democrats that voted yeah. for it. No, it was, though. Yeah, I mean, sure, like two or three. So they've got, <laughs> they've got the vote. Well, yeah, it's, it's bipartisan budget. It's funny. I was, I was paying attention yeah, on Twitter two, today. Two or, two or three. They got. Or it could um, have been like. Okay, this is a bipartisan budget, probably what, like a, a $50 billion, $60 billion budget. There's oh, yeah. $12 million earmarked here for, for, for migrants. But it was spelled it, right out Yeah, in the it's like you vote for this, you know, you're going to vote against the budget. You're going to vote against the whole budget because of the $12 million. I mean, <laughs> it's not like, oh, the Democrats are on board with this. If you've got a huge budget and you need to, like, you know, fund the health department, but you're probably going to take that. That's the beauty of the budget, right? It's done in every state. The um, yeah. At the end of the year, you're either going to vote for it or you're not going to vote for it, right? Yeah. And so they earmarked the money. They spelled it right out for a relocation program. Um, I do think right now that there's a lot of angles to this, and we're going to take your calls at 508-996-0500. I know people have opinions on this. I know they want to sound off. I know there are people in the vineyard. So if, you, if you've got any firsthand knowledge, we'd love to hear from it. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I know we've got app chat messengers from the vineyard, too, so please let me know. The... Um, it's kind of funny, Marcus. The Democrats on the vineyard and Nantucket and the Cape, the Cape and Islands people, they're loving this even if they're condemning it. Well, they're well, loving their moment in the sun, right? I, they I, are loving their I, moment I, in the I, spotlight. I think they're I, all over MSNBC. I think, I think some of them are. I think some of them are using it as an opportunity to well, every to, one of them to to brag about how compassionate they are. Right, but um. But uh, the response has been overwhelmingly positive. So I would I would agree with you on that, right? I would say that um, that it's very similar to how the community in New Bedford, the general community in New Bedford, reacted after Bianco raid. Yeah, um, bringing down diapers. I remember Ken Pittman and his wife brought diapers. You know, they're against the illegal aliens, but they brought them diapers because yeah. they're human beings. Um, I know Friday night. Um, you and I talked off the airs. We we're, were driving. We we're driving back. Um, the I couldn't believe the recklessness of it. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, well, I appreciate what he did. Well, because you were giving him. I don't. But you were giving him. Uh, you were giving him like a lot of credit. You were like, oh, he must have given them notice. You know, <laughs> oh, he must have. They must have agreed to. They must have uh, willingly consented to it. And but even now that, that's we know. They, yeah, that's yeah. murky. Yeah. <laughs> but we know he didn't give him a heads up. He, we know that they didn't give the him island. a heads up. And uh, the 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 migrants said that there was a woman named quote unquote Perla that approached them in San Antonio, handing out literature that. Uh, Ted Nisi had a copy of, so I was looking at it. I look Clear, at it. Clearly fake literature. It has that Massachusetts welcome you sign with a chickadee on it, um, but uh, it made it sound like it was a pamphlet from Massachusetts uh, that um, 
you know, was saying, oh, you get all this if you go but here. But I think they do get those services, don't they? The ones that are in the pamphlet? Yeah. Uh, I'm not they entirely seem, sure. I, they seem pretty mainstream. It seems... 90 days... Uh, uh, and I think six they, months cash, uh, re- relocation assistance, um, you know, obviously help with registering in schools, things like that. Um, I don't think any of that um, isn't true. I think they're going to get all that stuff. Um, I mean, I do think that we have very compassionate programs here in Massachusetts. Yeah. I mean, you saw the governor stepped in and said, look, really, because again, guys, it's 50 people. It's not that big of a deal. It's a big publicity stunt all the way around. It's not something the state can't handle. It's something the vineyard can't handle. Um, and that's why they got rid of them, right? I mean, the vineyard, that's the beauty of what DeSantis did, is by sending to the vineyard, he knew the reaction. He was were, able to spin the narrative he wanted to spin right? on it. As they, yeah. as they got him well, off the well, island. Well, the thing is, is like I, I was seeing some of the rea- reactions and hearing some of the phone calls that came in during the day on Thursday, and... People had conjured up in their head this idea that as soon as they got there, everybody was like, oh, my God, send them away. And that just wasn't the response at all. I think, you know, they, they had set up those 50 um, those fifty cots in uh, in the church in, in Edgartown. There were food runs and all that. There were some jerks that, you know, I was reading some reporting on Politico saying, you know, this is America. You're illegal, you know. And there was one that said you came to the right place, which could be interpreted like I can't read the tonality of it, right? So it could be interpreted as uh, antagonistic or welcoming. Just one of the problems of Twitter. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Um, that's so, the one. Just right, the, yeah. That's just one yeah. of the problems. But, um, no, look, I thought that overall the reaction to it was pretty good by the Vineyard, right? Yeah, it was great. Um, they, they did their best. And the fact of the matter is, Despite the fact that they say they're a sanctuary city and there are people saying we're sanctuary, look, you can't keep them over there. There's nothing for them to do. You got to get them off there, get them onto the mainland. Yeah, right. Um, the fact is that I think DeSantis made his point, which is, hey, we don't want them here. You want them there. Um, you guys are willing to provide resources that we're not willing to provide. These people are going to do better off over there, which I think was actually Governor Baker's decision or his opinion. Which, which motivated his decision to move them off the vineyard, right? Because the vineyard doesn't have the resources for them, but we do on Cape Cod. So we've got to move them from one location to another location, whether they want to go or not. Because um, there is some uh, reporting tonight, Marcus, that there was some trepidation on the part of the illegal aliens to get off the well, island. Well, Dylan Fernandes is the rep, uh, said this about an hour ago. He's a state rep from uh, Falmouth. He represents the islands as part of his district. Um, all the immigrant families who wanted to leave were given the option to go to an equipped facility on Cape Cod where they meet with wraparound services, including health care and mental Wait, health. Wait, they're wraparound rappers? <laughs> <laughs> this is a serious topic. So, no, no. <laughs> Everything free in America. We got rappers, too, Venezuelans. Pitbull. They're going to bring up Pitbull. He raps in Spanish, doesn't he? <laughs> Come to Miami, man. <laughs> Were no. they paying him? Miami was paying Pitbull to rap for them. What? The city of Miami was paying Pitbull like a million bucks a year to be their official spokesperson. Really? To the new, <laughs> well, maybe it was the governor of Florida. Someone came in and said, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> Although I like Pitbull. He's all right. The, uh, 
the wraparound services, including health care, mental health, crisis counseling, services and immigration attorneys, case management, housing and providing educational opportunities for the children. Uh, and then grateful to our law enforcement community, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, oh, we're so thankful. Um, but I mean, that's good. It's a good it's a good um, it's it's compared to some of the other statements he's made in the past. That's <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what we're talking about. Dylan likes custom Indian footwear. Dil- I'll just Dil- leave it at Dil- that. Dil- <laughs> Rep Dylan Fernandes when he was when he wore a younger man's clothes, we'll say. <laughs> Marcus and actually. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can see it on the Cape Cod Times. Uh, mayor may, may not have said he did oh, he say did, he, did. he, he did. wrote it down. The he w. said some um, fairly insensitive things about uh, indigenous people. Let's uh, say there was probably some fire water in that typing. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, but he was you know he was a he, he was a he, was he said he was guy. sorry, which is which, which really. The only thing you can do is accept it and joke about it because people make dumb mistakes and you can't burn someone for the rest of their life. Um, because well, they, you're, you're doing it now. But I'm doing it with a joke. I'm doing you're it with a doing joke, it right? now. Believe me, you, Dylan would much rather have me break the news this way than have some. <laughs> yeah. And and we, uh, you know, uh, I haven't reached out to um, Rep. Fernandez's office, but I reached out to Senator Sears' office, and we've talked with Congressman Keating's office. They're they're going to come in sometime early next week, I think, and uh, or at least Keating is is in, in going to um, and going to give us an update on the situation. Obviously, so I, I I do think Marcus that, and we talked about this on the way over. This is a very difficult situation for elected officials because they're not sure what they can and can't do, yeah. what resource they really have, right, and. Everyone's keeping their cards close to the vest right now. Governor Baker can do what he wants because he's got the full control of the government, right? Mm-hmm. And he's doing, I think, a good job. Um, and he can work in partnership with the reps and the selectmen and things like that. But the further you get from this situation, um, the more it, you have to hold your powder, powder, keep your powder dry, I think. He has been keeping his powder dry. He hasn't made a statement at all. Like on the... On the and who's like, that? Charlie Baker hasn't made a statement about DeSantis. Oh, he hasn't. He hasn't made a specific. I mean, he's talked about the things that he's going to do. Okay, all right, all right. But he hasn't addressed Ron DeSantis, and uh, reportedly hasn't called him or Greg Abbott. So I don't think it's incumbent upon him to do that. I think I like what he's doing. We're talking about this on the way over, Marcus. But setting up a joint, uh, the the joint Cape Cod base, which a lot of our audience has been there, served there. They've got family members buried there. I was there for a long, you know, for years. Um, there's a lot of facilities there. There is adequate facilities for those 50 people and then some. Yeah. A lot more, actually. Um, the reason I say that is I think there's more to come. Um, well, yeah, no, he's, he's going to do it. They've appropriated $12 million. I doubt that cost $12 million in and of itself, that flight. I don't mean, I don't know how much, uh, you know chartering uh i don't know how much these operations cost because they're fairly unprecedented so <laughs> well it's, i don't know if they serve an in-flight meal either i mean it might be very bare bones right? yeah the um i hope so because i remember when the I, plane they, looked nice it did look it? nice it did look nice the yeah. uh, it wasn't the beverly hillbillies plane or anything like that the um it the beverly was, hillbillies had a plane <laughs> no but remember that beat up car it was oh, no yeah, c-130 yeah. like i took to panama i can tell you that with a bagged lunch the 16 hours in the plane with a bagged lunch. The um, Anyway. the we well, uh, had it tough. We did have it tough. <laughs> we did have it tough. Sleeping on the rifle racks. Anyway, 
The uh, but I signed up. I liked it. It was fun. But what I'm saying is that the, the base has a lot of facilities. The mm-hmm. barracks are very nice. They're designed to, to 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 keep people. Not it's not a lot of comfort, but there's yeah. plenty of comfort. I, I stayed there for a week um, for camp. Oh, football, fun. right? Football camp. Yeah. yeah. So you you understand? They yeah. can feed plenty them. of room there. There's plenty of room, yeah. right? And um, that's not going to be a problem. And so I think that Governor Baker was smart. Get him over there. Get ready to accept more. I'll tell you this, Marcus. We were talking on the ride over. I was because I'm a nerd. I was looking at the flight tracker of this plane that, mm-hmm. that landed with the immigrants, the migrants. The um, originally was scheduled to end it to land in Bedford, Mass, Hanscom Air Force Base. All right, it was diverted to Martha's Vineyard. I don't know what the scenario was, but if you look at the flight tracker plan, it was originally, the flight plan was to Hanscom Air Force Base, the military base, Bedford, Massachusetts. Then it went to Martha's Vineyard. I don't know. I I don't have anything more than that. I would imagine that any more planes coming from Florida are going to get diverted to the joint base. Yeah. They're not going to get to land in the vineyard again. Um they're not going to get clearance. I, I'm just guessing. I'm speculating here because it is a serious logistical operation to get those people, tell them yeah. whatever you got to tell them, into the buses to get them out of the boats, yeah. to get them back into the buses, to get them to the base. All right? Right. Channel 7 had, had a lot of coverage. I sent you the article earlier today. One of the things I noticed is that they were talking about, one of the immigration lawyers, Marcus, was talking about she her client did not want to get on the bus. They were afraid they were going to be, quote, lied to again. Um, and that's the story we're hearing. They, they believe they were lied to um, when they kept, got to America by the DeSantis people to get on the plane. They were afraid of that and apparently did not want to leave the island or get in the buses to leave the island. So this woman was refusing to get in the bus. According to Channel 7, her lawyer, who lives on the vineyard, said, no, no, I'll get in the bus too. Thereby, in a sense, tricking the the migrant into getting in the bus because yeah. the woman is not going with her to, to the joint base. If she's going, it's only temporary. She's right. going back home to the vineyard, which apparently is where this migrant woman wanted to stay. But she was probably for her own good tricked into getting into that bus by her own lawyer, according to what Channel Seven reported. And the lawyers seem kind of gleeful about it. Maybe that's a problem solved. I don't know. Seems like it is, right? I mean, you got to get the person. Off the vineyard. Client management, just <laughs> client management, just coming from an experience as an attorney, client management is so critical to giving the, the zealous advocacy that you need to give. There you go. There we go. I like that, Marcus. I like, you should, you should t- save that. Mark the record. I'm going to save that. Yeah, I'll save Mark that. Mark the Yeah, it's a good sound bite. Right. So, um, the, uh, I do endorsements for law firms. <laughs> zealous client advocacy. Zealous advocacy. That's, that's the standard. Requires. Tactful management. Yeah, uh, yeah. It requires, yeah. Let's say yeah, tactful, tactful, I like that. Tactful client management. Right? Yeah. So this woman was tactfully managed into the bus that dropped <laughs> to the, then off the island. There was another immigration lawyer that had shown up and made a statement to the press that apparently, so um, she they had asked, uh, apparently in this literature that they were given, some of the, some of the literature they were given uh, by, um, the DeSantis uh, administration was uh, had 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 coupons for the Christmas tree shop. Had, <laughs> <laughs> I 
got a kick-ass G.I. Joe doll there <laughs> in the 70s. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> it's probably made in Mexico. Yeah. Ironic. Ironically enough. <laughs> anyway. Other literature. Anyway, the other literature. The other literature that was given to the to the migrants was uh, it information on where to register um you know to get a court date as a you know because a lot of individuals if not all of them were seeking some sort of refugee or political asylum status which if people don't know it's in the u.s it's in federal law if you are seeking a refugee or asylum status you don't have to come in through a port of entry you can be parachuted in you can swim across the rio grande you can burrow under the wall you can climb over the wall if you seek refugee status you get it you you get a you get a hearing. You mostly most of the time you don't get the refugee status. But they told them I think to sign up with the um, what's it called USAID. Okay. Um, and what the the attorney was saying was that's actually incorrect. No one's ever signed up with USAID for that's immigration a, that's process. A, that's a CIA. It's, I was just I was literally just right. going to say that that's right. a CIA front right. USAID. Right. And so and so next thing you know they'll be in Vietnam. So what the lawyer was accusing the DeSantis administration of doing is deliberately misleading these individuals to um, I think uh, try to ensure that they don't have uh, a legal status here. So. Um, on a more local note, Ian Abreu took them for a tour of the feast grounds, telling them, sorry you didn't make it earlier. <laughs> we have a hell of a feast here. So we, we're go- you could add malasadas. But anyway, maybe next year. Uh, if, you, if you're lucky enough to be around, you could be here next year. The, um, Ian said he was going to give me a statement. I saw him yesterday. He said he's he was trying gonna, to translate to Spanish. He said he was going to give me a statement. I'm still waiting on That's it. That's his statement. If Ian's listening, I would love a statement. His statement of footprints in the sand. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, I, Ian has a lot of courage. I appreciate the guy. He's always he available for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is a tough one because what do you say? You don't know what you can do. You don't know what, you, what you're going to be asked to do, right? I mean, really, New Bedford does have more resources than the vineyard, obviously. Yeah. Um, but they don't have that much. You know, I talked to Helena De Silva Hughes at the Immigrants Assistance Center yesterday. I had a lengthy conversation with her, and she's one of the, you know, the, her organization is one of the, Commonwealth leaders in, in in the helping people navigate the naturalization process, legal and illegal. Yeah. Yes, and so primarily legal. Actually. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, she said that you know I'd heard that from a really credible source that Mitchell had been in contact with uh, Martha's Vineyard officials, but um, what she said was if they were going, if New Bedford, the city, was going to move affirmatively on anything anytime soon, she would have been notified, and she has yet to be notified. So right. apparently, a conversation was had, but not much beyond that. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening, you're live. Fellas, how are you? Good, um, how are you doing? I have a question for you. I'm good, Dave. Um, when someone's coming across the border, illegal or not, and then they want to seek um, protection as a refugee, aren't they supposed to ask in the first country they come to? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so, you ha- you're supposed to. So in this case, it would probably have been Mexico they were supposed to ask for because I believe they no, land crossed. I think crossed, it, right? you can no, once you, even if you cross in a in a in a port of entry, if you cross the border, it's in the U.S. law that if you cross the border, that's not in a port of entry. Uh, that's not even if it's not a legal port of entry, and you're seeking refugee status, you you're still you're still allowed that refugee status. So I don't think I think maybe it's it might be the first state that you end up in. Okay. I'll have to check. I thought that was a UN kind of agreement, but um, no, when... UN, UN agreements were made to be broken. 
Well, <laughs> lefty, lefty loonies, of course. Um, no, but I thought it was because it was um, a refugee situation, they should have actually um, asked in the previous country. Um, they were an after the country they initially well, left. Well, so. so you can't, I mean, that doesn't make a lot of, uh, like, let's say you're fleeing Nicaragua. You're supposed to ask while you're in Nicaragua. It doesn't really make a lot of sense no, because I, if you're seeking no, refuge. No, but you say no, when you get to Costa Rica, you ask. That. Oh, I'm so the fr- to, yeah, okay, I guess you. Country, you should file there. Um, and wasn't that what what um, Trump used to keep people in Me- Mexico? Yes, that was the, that. That's the the, the um, which I believe a judge upheld the uh, the stay in Mexico provisions. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like we're again waving a lot of laws for fifty people, but. All right, fellas. Uh, I enjoy the show. Thank, Thank you. For the Thank call. you. Appreciate it. So I would say this: that um, it doesn't make logic. It doesn't make it. That doesn't make a lot of logical sense to me. Um, that, and we'll have to maybe get some clarification on it. But you're fleeing so Nicaragua. I, so what do you? You get to Costa Rica and you get on the phone. So I, you might be. You might. You go to the uh, the embassy. I. Again, but I also. I, I'll give you an example, Marcus. I know for a fact that if you're fleeing Cuba. You, all you got to do is get to the United States, yeah, and you're automatically available for refugee status. Yes. So, so it it's a it's a very loose set of laws, um, and they are um, they are designed. Yeah, Alien Gonzalez, even he was <laughs> yeah, didn't true. work for him either. Yeah, no, no, for him it was especially loose and mm-hmm. tight. Um, the man, are we going to Alien Gonzalez these kids? <laughs> five oh eight. Merry nine, Christmas is a machine gun. Five oh eight nine nine six oh five hundred. Good evening. Uh, hello. I was just wondering, um, heard some rumblings that uh, Sheriff Hodgson was somehow involved in going out there and trying to get folks to look into this and everything. No. Did Sheriff Hodgson end up going to the vineyard and, and joining in and all that? No, no. I, I don't think he I don't think he did. He did make some comments on it, though. We can. Uh, I know he made a comment to the New Bedford Light. There's a sheriff on the vineyard already. They're, yeah, they have a Dukes. So uh, that's Dukes County. Um, and uh, they they do have a sheriff there already. But what Sheriff Hodgson said was, he said this in New Bedford Light, the idea is that they're being sent to places where elected officials have said they're welcome. That makes all the sense in the world. Right. This is not some political point. Why would anybody expect that DeSantis and Abbott wouldn't do everything they could to send these people to sanctuary places? That's what Hodgson said. And, yeah, uh, and, and I guess while, while I'm on the air, we just want to say uh, it's interesting. I think I, I, I've heard some other things on, on BSM about the north end of New Bedford and what it looks like these days. Well, and you, I think it's worth asking, oh, what, you know, if it weren't for a lot of these migrants from Central America, like what would a cushion have look like these days? And I think the answer would be actually a lot worse. Like I think, I think a lot of these folks coming in from, from Guatemala, from El Salvador are actually just working hard, keeping the working waterfront humming. Like they're just going to work and, Minding their own business for the most part, from what I, can I, I mean, anyway, I think that's true. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's true. I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah, I appreciate, appreciate the call. I, I don't think that does, I couldn't argue with any of that. I mean, I think that's yeah. true. The, um, I, I think mean, the, they're the, willing to work on the waterfront for subpar wages for at crazy they're working able to do jobs that, that most of the people here uh, people would never that are here do. That would never do. Not for that little amount of money. Are, and not, they broke the unions with them. That's what they did. 508 996 0500 is how you can get the program. We're going to take a break. 
station. <laughs> the off-air podcast. It's our last show. It's, it's I'm over. just giving Marcus. I'm leaving now. I'm leaving I'm, right now. I was just giving Marcus some, some news from greener pastures. But anyway, anyway. We love it here. We're, we're really happy to be here, and we're happy to um, have you guys given us a call at 508-996-0500. What were we, uh, I'm, I was thrown off now. DeSantis. DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. the governor of Florida. He wants to be president. So, Ron DeSantis, um, as I was saying Friday night, Marcus, I support what the guy did, but I found it reckless. Um, as I was saying Friday night, I kept flashing back to my experience working at New Bedford Airport with the small planes and how if you've ever been on those small planes, it's not like you go to Logan and you go down a cattle chute and you're in the lobby, right? And you go to a Dunkin' Donuts, you go to the bathroom, whatever. No, no. You get off those small planes in Martha's Vineyard. You're on the tarmac. You walk off away from the plane. I could have very easily seen yeah. someone running back to that plane. The reason I say that is I can remember in New Bedford Airport, we'd be flights to be leaving. People would think, oh, that's my flight. And they try to run out onto the airline, right? Under the, under the tarmac. I'd have to stop them, right? right? I can imagine if you're an illegal alien from Venezuela, all of a sudden you're realizing, I'm not where I think I'm going to be. This place is a little cooler than Florida, right? Yeah, right. Um, what the hell's going on? They're in San Antonio, right? Originally in San Antonio. They didn't go to Florida at all. Oh, they didn't? Okay. Yeah, so the, the, they didn't go to Florida at all. That's they, right. I saw they I read, chartered. I read the I read That the, was DeSantis's point. Because Florida's not a border state. Florida's... That's the thing. Florida's Cuba. Florida's not a... Yeah. Florida's not a... Florida's not a border state. So so they... They um they they don't actually get the the migrants like that they don't they don't get them like texas does so that's why when ron DeSantis is talking about border he's not a border state um you know what's funny there's three border states basically there's um vermont new york montana <laughs> new hampshire maine well, right. no no there's three border states um in the way that we think With of a border third world country yeah so there's there's you can uh, say it come on there's three southern border states there's Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona. How come those crazy Canucks don't run over the border? Well, because things are good there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. How come we can't get that? Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll let, let's do this. Let's depo- let's let's depose uh, uh, Justin Trudeau the way we've deposed all the other um, uh, le- uh, world leaders. Uh, I mean, state leaders in the in the Central America, and you know, upset their democracy. Give and Trump then, another and term. Then see, and yeah, might. let's depose Justin Trudeau like we did everybody else down in Central and South America, and see if they see if they come flying over. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. How you doing? Good. good. How you doing? All right. I think the Governor DeSantis should send up some cruise ships full of them. And then uh, we saw New Bedford sends them down to all the dope heads and homeless people that are in the thing. And New Bedford will thrive from all these people working. Well, there's no doubt about it. These, a lot of these people are very good workers. There's no doubt about that. To make the intrepid here, it, I think, shows a great deal of, of effort, honestly. Yeah, I worked on the waterfront for years. I drive trucks. I drove for a bunch of these companies, and there's a there's a lot of immigrants that work down there and stuff. Hey, and I gotta say, the hardest working ones are the women. I never seen women work full term on a fish line up until they're about to give birth. Right. They, they, these women are amazing. But that's all I gotta say about that. Thank you. Thanks uh, for the call. No, look, as as I said, I mentioned earlier when that guy mentioned about. Um, their contribution to, to certain parts of New Bedford, right? Uh, the, the earlier caller. Um, 
there's no doubt about it that they, they have a, uh, that they work. But I do want to point out that they'll work for under conditions that other people won't normally do. As that caller just mentioned, a pregnant woman, uh, normally an American-born or a legalized citizen, yeah. would not work doing hard labor until the last moments of pregnancy. All right. Yeah. Um, and they'll work for below legal wages. All right. For uh, in conditions that are probably not legal, not safe. That is why they're hired. Yeah. By unscrupulous employers, quite yes. frankly. Um, if we remember back to the raid at Bianco, at the end of the day, they were being paid below minimum wage, and they weren't being paid overtime, and they were being charged for toilet paper. Right. All right? They were being charged for the bathroom breaks. It was only when an American citizen or legalized immigrant applied for a job there and then started con- complaining um, that this whole thing began to unravel. Right. That there was really, quite frankly, an organized crime ring running a factory with a government contract in New Bedford right. with all these illegal aliens. I'll also point out, Marcus, that for our local reaction around here, right, all the political people came down, they did the hosannas, and they brought the diapers and whatnot and the food to the illegal aliens working at Bianco. They were all shipped out of here. Right. None of them are here anymore, yeah. unless they snuck back in the country. They don't work at Bianco anymore. That factory's gone. Well, well they, yeah, because, um, you know, it's weird. I guess, uh, do we have time for the story? Yeah, so the the thing is, I think a lot of people don't know is that, um, you know, I talked a little bit about, you know, circular migration and how that ended in the 1960s because they had hard caps on migrants and all of that, and it kind of messed up the flow of circular migration. Um, but in 96, which is, as far as I know, I think maybe the last, like, immigration law that I even got on the books was Clinton's... Um, bills like the ira ira bill um that was that was passed with um uh, it was passed in the newt gingrich congress after the gingrich revolution okay and it basically if you were um it 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 put like retroactive uh deportation it put retroactive conditions of deportation it added a whole list of offenses in which you could be deported for to include like low level offenses and in, in practice not all those low, low level offenses don't always translate to deportation um I know what you're talking about now, yeah. yeah and so but one of the laws which has honestly added to the problem is that if you're here and you are not here legally and they find out you've been here for between one and six months. You have to leave for three years. Right. One year, more than one year. You have to leave for ten years. Right. Right. So the people in the Bianco raid, if they were all undocumented, they would have had to have gotten deported, unless they had some sort of refugee or asylee status. They would have had didn't. no. They didn't. So they would have had to have been deported. And if they were there for longer than a year, they would have had to have been deported for a decade. So you're, they would have had to sneak in to get back. Right. And honestly, that's it's been one of the most of, uh, you know, of all the immigration reforms that we've had. I think it's been one of the most destructive because before then you could offer pathways to citizenship for people who are here um, illegally because a lot of people that came here, most people that come here illegally come through por- uh, legal ports, ports of entry, overstay work visas, go on quote unquote vacation. Right. right. And then they just overstay their welcome. But where's me job? <laughs> Can you tell that story? I can tell that story. All right, let's take a break and then tell that story. All right. All right. <laughs> 1420 WBS. Host tonight. Uh, I'm Marcus. I'm Chris. Tell the story of, of Where's Me Job. So while I tell the story, if you want to get on hold, you can at 508-996-0500. So back in the 1990s, 
when uh, a freewheeling governor, Bill Weld, was drinking his way through the state house, and actually across the ocean to Ireland, um, he got into a couple of situations. So there was a big um, business tour, right, over to Ireland. Governor Weld led the delegation, you know, to, to create trade relationships with Massachusetts businesses in Ireland. So you had this whole delegation from Massachusetts go over to Ireland. And um, surprise, surprise, they're in a pub over there, right? And Bill Weld, I'm not speaking out of school when I say Bill Weld was putting them away, right? <laughs> Bill Weld is knocking them back. So he promised some young Colleen, right, some Irish lass who's a bartender, he gets drunk and he goes, I'll give you a job. I'm the governor. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> come, over, come over to Massachusetts. I'll give you a job, right? I'll give you a job. Don't worry. You know, he goes to bed and like many of us forgets it, right? Yeah. A few months later, this redheaded girl <laughs> with a thick Irish brogue shows up at the state house <laughs> asking, where's me job? <laughs> where's me job? <laughs> I found the building with a gold dome. Where's me job? <laughs> they got her a job, so she'd shut up. Right? Oh, man. Last I heard, where's me job? Still working for the state house somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere on Bill Weld's payroll in the state house is a girl from Ireland. Legal or illegal, I don't know. But where's me job? So That is funny. Isn't that funny? So, folks, um, <clears throat> not all immigration is, is is bad. Right? <laughs> Quite frankly, it's, it's, it's generally pretty good. This country, um, most of us have ancestors who came here legally. Um, coming here illegally is not a good way to go. Marcus, you were talking about some of the changes that were, that were made towards the end. Um, I know that one of the problems that people around here have is that maybe they were born in the Azores. They came here with their parents they never bothered to become citizens, okay? Mm-hmm. They were always going to get to it later, but they never did. And they live a pretty good life, but then they get in, let's say, a drunk driving, okay? I'm not advocating drunk driving, but let's face it, it does happen. And it's not a good crime, but I'm just saying. So someone, and now they're deportable, okay? Yeah. They've spent their entire life here. Mm-hmm. They never lived really in the Azores. Yeah. They might have been born there. But they never lived there. They might not even speak the language. Right. And now they're going back. Yeah. Right? I remember that um, Tom Hodgson and Barney Frank worked on program together to try to get people like a um, basically ready to go home. Okay. Being deported. Tom would have guys over there in his jail who were getting deported for drunk driving or <clears throat> something like that. Um, or some people with more serious crimes who are being deported. And so they had to coordinate with the Azorian authorities too, right? Yeah. You might be sending back someone who's really a criminal. Yeah, right. right. So um, there, is, there is that piece. Now, um, these Venezuelans, um, look, I don't think they should have broken into the country. I don't. But well, they are human beings. Um, and so I go back and forth here on this thing. I understand DeSantis's point. I think his point is very valid. I was thinking about it, Marcus. Um, I was in dialysis yesterday all day and uh, plenty of time to think, and I was watching it on the news. And it reminded me of a fraternity prank, quite frankly, right? That when I was in a fraternity, you know, we did stupid stuff. One of the things I remember one time, we all, all the pledges were put in a car, yeah. driven out to the middle of the woods, 
for a bonfire, and there was a ceremony. And then they said, all right, you've got to walk back, right? They walked back through the woods, a bonding thing. It's No one gets hurt or anything like that. Yeah. It's no big deal. That's all I thought of is that these Venezuelans, like Ron DeSantis and his buddies, are slamming beers, and they go, get on the plane. <laughs> yeah. Get on the plane, man, right? And they're landing at, at the, you know, they're leaving the Delta house, and they're landing at the Sebeck house, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, we'll get those preppies on the vineyard, right? <laughs> yeah. And these guys are slamming beers while they load the Venezuelans into the plane, right? But that's not what happened, you know? But that it, it looks a lot to me like a fraternity prank. Right. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Right? Yeah. Right, exactly. It's I, and I don't think that the, the the girl attorney general there, uh, Rollins, Rachel uh, Rollins, Rachel Rollins, U.S. attorney. I don't think she's going to get anywhere trying to prosecute him. Do you? I, I don't think she has any serious intention of doing it. I, I think it's just something you got to say. Like right. we're looking into it. Right. There, there is some. So, so human. <laughs> so I was listening. Human trafficking. I heard this from uh, Andrea Cabral, who's the uh, exec, uh, former. Uh, Secretary of the Executive Office of Public Safety here Welcome in the Commonwealth. Back. So she um, she said that federal. I don't know what you're talking about federal. Uh, f- federal. What was the name of the gang on uh, on Welcome Back, Carter? I don't know the Sweat Hogs. Federal. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. So federal law is. So federal, you know, I was thinking, of, I was thinking, federal, of, I was thinking of Animal so House. Fe- fe- the end of it, when, when Dean Wormer goes, I hate those guys. <laughs> I hate those guys. <laughs> so federal, so federal. <laughs> I gotta take this break. I gotta, I gotta take the break. The New England Patriots are. Ba- we do. It's Law Guy Friday. It's Law Guy Fridays, and we get a surprise guest coming in the next hour. In the next hour, I mean, in the during the next hour, not in an hour during the next hour. We've got a surprise guest coming up. We're, we're still continuing this conversation. We know that you're engaged with it. We're taking your calls at 508-996-0500. We're also taking your app chats. And, um, yeah, it'll it'll be uh, it's fun. Friday nights. I think it's going to be fun. Always Fridays are always fun here. Yeah. Um, guys, we'll have uh, um, a lot of stuff again next week. We'll have uh, candidates in. We'll have um, – we've got debates coming up. I got – I got – um, Coming on. Yeah, so uh, just, just for next week, we – we're, we're we're in the process of booking the con- congressman, right? Um, who's who's Bill been Keating, on the, yep. who's been on the national Bill, Bill Keating's been on the national circuit talking about these issues uh, with uh, DeSantis and the Vineyard and all of that. Uh, we have uh, Dinah DeZaglio is calling in on Tuesday. Uh, she's you know won her primary. Got a few questions for for her. Looking forward to talking with her. She's always a good interview. Unlike most Democrats, she has an opponent. Exactly, right. she has a real opponent. Yeah. Uh, and we've got other stuff booked. I just don't know it off the top of my head yet. So we, well, you, you guys, uh, you're always staying tuned anyway. But Marcus, one of the, um, the, the bigger point, right, to all of this is that the borders have been wide open. We got to go. We got to go. The borders have been wide open. The point is made. I'm going to let you get the last 